in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me one time all the birds in the forest got together and decided that they needed a king all other creatures and species had their own kings who represented them in the animal kingdom but the dominion of the birds was without a leader so the birds gathered and went to the lion who was the king of all animal kingdom after all he knew a thing or two about being a leader perhaps he could tell them who should be theirs but the lion had a mind of his own i can't decide who should be your king you have to elect one of your own everyone has to agree with the leader and his leadership style who thinks he is ready to be a leader he asked every bird thought about the question the falcon thought that he was the strongest the nightingale thought she could sing the sweetest the little wren thought he was the smartest the question was whether being the strongest sweetest or smartest of all was the most appropriate test for a leader the falcon wanted to suggest that they have a flying contest but he knew that the question would make it unfair on the other birds this is when the nightingale said if you ask us to sing i would be the sweetest amongst the birds instead let us make it equitable All of us have wings so let us have a flying contest to see who goes the highest the winner will be the leader of the birds the falcon wasn't expecting this lucky turn of events he picked up his head and looked about expectantly the lion seemed to have no objection to the contest the little wren however 
began thinking of what could he do. Was this even an equitable contest? After all, there is only as much as little Wren's wings will ever be. Will he ever grow up to win a flying contest? But you see, the little Wren really wanted to win. And so he used the sharpest skill he had, his wit and intelligence. He had a plan. And I know, you know, that you're expecting him to. Just when the birds had lined up to take flight, the little wren climbed on to the back of the falcon, hiding himself conveniently between his feathers. One, two, three, the birds flapped their wings and flew up into the sky. The falcon knew he could go higher than every other bird, and so he wasn't in a hurry. Flap, 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 the falcon flew higher steadily, watching his fellow birds retreat after the highest they could go. The little wren had never flown so high, and he was shivering. With fear or excitement, it was difficult to tell. He thought of giving up his flight. When has a little wren ever flown so high? It is not for wrens to fly high, he said to himself. He wanted to tell the falcon to go lower, but he stayed on. He didn't want him to know that he was riding with him all this while. And just as he was thinking of how far could he carry on, did the unexpected happen. The falcon decided to sway down. He had flown as high as he could. He had enjoyed the view, the wind, the thrill of having done one of his best flights. And now it was time to return to the ground. He had won the contest and there was nothing more to do. As the falcon turned down, the little wren, who had been waiting for this moment, opened his wings and flew up. Flap, flap, flap. The little wren tried the hardest he had ever tried. He still had to climb a little more, just enough to show everyone that he could fly higher than the falcon. That he had flown higher than the falcon in this contest. The little wren was warmed up. The warmth of the falcon had prepared him to fly all alone up there in the sky all alone. The rhythm of the falcon's flight had helped him keep the pace. He looked down to see the rest of the birds looking up at him in awe. Even the falcon looked up in amazement. Everyone agreed that the little wren had won the flying contest and was fit to be the king of the birds. In a strange way, while I was rewriting this story, I've made some small modifications. I kept thinking of my previous story, the one about the knee-high man who wanted to get tall. When you live with a feature that makes certain contests out of your reach, you really begin to wonder if it is even right to expect to win or even dare to participate. I mean, can you expect to play basketball if you're really very short? Or can you run a marathon if you don't have strong legs? Or maybe a beauty pageant if you're not tall and slim and pretty? You can't fit into a 28 size denim if you are size 32, right? You cannot do X if you don't have Y. 
Our brains enforce these conditions on us all the time. We accept some. We choose to challenge the others. The poor little wren started off feeling disadvantaged right from the start. He knew the flying contest was not for him. And yet, he had no choice or agency to challenge it. The poor thing had to participate because he really wanted to become a leader. And so he used what was strongest in him, his intelligence. Well, that's one way to look at the story. But another thing that really troubles me is the means to win a contest. I mean, I cannot overlook that the little wren tricked the falcon and everyone else. Now, trickster tales are very important part of stories. And trickster tales are legit stories in every folklore tradition. Tricksters like Anansi, Br'er Rabbit, Monkey, Mouse Deer are popular in African tales. Trickster tales have served an important purpose in the lives of people. It brought hope, courage and comfort that even the disadvantaged could win. In trickster tales, the end is more significant than the means. But how do you dapple with that? I leave it to you to decide. To win a contest where the odds are against you, would you rather challenge the terms of the contest, play with honesty and to the best of your ability, or trick your opponent to win it at any cost? Let me know what comes most naturally to you. The flying contest is a great science lesson for a study of birds. It's an equally good story to introduce trickster tales in a library during storytelling sessions. If you are a teacher or a librarian listening to this podcast, remember to look into the show notes for some resources and links that will be useful in the classroom. Contrasts, comparisons and competitions are a way of life. Sometimes families and homes become grounds of competitions. You remember the kind of stories where the father throws a challenge to his children only to decide which of them is most deserving of his gifts. In most cases, it's money. The story is a reminder of that. Or when we fall into the trap of society-led contests, comparisons and competitions of being better, richer, smarter than everyone else in the community. Knowing your true strength and living in the wisdom of that is truly a gift. Choosing the contests that you want to be part of and those which you don't want to be part of is also wisdom. I hope this story opens up conversations that help a family decide who they are and want to be together. In the boardroom, the flying contest is a useful story to talk about career growth, the trajectory you choose and the people you fly with. Competition at the workplace is natural and how you deal with it is a choice. Well, if you are a tactful storyteller, then you can retell the story from the perspective of the falcon. It's the perfect story in a leadership summit. Tell the story of the falcon, the lone leader who flies to win a contest where there is no worthy opponent or successor. Do you really think that the falcon didn't know that the little wren was flying with him? What if he knew all along? And what if he was only flying to let the little wren fly the highest that he could? so that he could really win the contest. Or think about the nightingale, the one who willingly suggested a contest that she knew she would not win. Instead of suggesting the one, she would easily score over the others. Why would she even do that? I would be curious to know 
how would you tell the story from the perspective of the nightingale? Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told. So go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag #storytellingwithrituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.